there and welcome to the New Schools Podcast. Oh, where to start with Matt Boudreaux. Three Acton campuses in California. He's a consultant for Fortune 500 companies around the world. Former administrator in the public and private school systems. Author of Collaborative Homeschooling, a manifesto for a 21st century education after COVID-19 founder of Apogee, a mentorship program helping shape young men into better providers and protectors through lives of servant leadership and personal growth. Matt is also the host of the Essential 11 podcast. They get some big names there and 100% of all proceeds from the Essential 11 podcast go directly towards sponsoring scholarships for Acton Academy heroes in the Sacramento area. This is a great conversation. They've all been great. And now here's your host, Shannon, the sure-footed Falkenstein, speaking with Matt Boudreau. Hello, Matt Boudreau, and welcome to the New Schools Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by today. My friend, it is my pleasure. I'm glad we got to do this. Oh, you're so kind. Cool, so I always kick it off with the question. What is your favorite thing about working with young learners? Oh my goodness gracious. Um, that's a, that could be a huge list. If I've got to pick my favorite thing, it is the curiosity is still there. You know, I, I, that's the most frustrating thing. So I've gotten to live these two lives where I get to help all of these young heroes all the time. And, and even before opening Actons, right? The, the schools that I was in, you get to help all these young heroes. And it's amazing to watch all this curiosity. And then my other life has been traveling around the world and speaking with adults and, you know, in, in Fortune 500 companies, right? And the most frustrating thing there is that, well, us as adults, we've got it all figured out. You know, and that's so frustrating. We kill that curiosity. And then that, you know, I think ends up being the genesis of so many issues because it's like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. And then we have a hard time, you know, conversing and list, truly listening to another. And the, having those young heroes, man, the curiosity is still there. Uh, and when that is alive, you can just, the energy is just different. The love is magnified. The, um, you know, the camaraderie is magnified. The, the openness to what's possible is magnified. And, and I think that's probably my favorite part. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I agree. I experienced that, that also. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story. From what I understand, you used to actually be a principal. Like you were in traditional public, I like to say conventional, not traditional, mm -hmm. but yeah. in, a, in a public school. And then, you know, now you have one, two, three Actons going on in California. So tell us about right. the kind of your origin story and what, how, what transformed you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've gotten to see, you know, I'm very thankful, uh, for my kind of unique experience in being, you know, I actually started out in higher ed. So I was in, um, I was at Stanford university for quite a while working there, um, working in all aspects, all facets of, of the university, did some time in admissions and got to work with all the different departments everywhere. So I really got to kind of see the inside, and outs of a, of a pretty well-established, um, you know, university and, and all the good that comes with that, as well as all the things that, you know, aren't, aren't as good as you would hope. Um, so I got to see that and went from that to public ed. And so I was a public school teacher and worked in, you know, K through 12. Um, and I was a public school administrator and I, and I 
loved the teaching part, but I was always what I called creatively insubordinate. You know, I, I just, I, I saw what I believed was helping these young people and, um, you know, depending on where they were. And I was in some rough areas of California and, and, but I was kind of getting the hand slaps and, you know, I got brought in by a superintendent at one point saying, look, I've got a real problem here because you're not really listening to the principal. You're not really doing what you're being asked, but at the same time, you're, you know, the student, they say, you know, the, the favorite teacher of the students and the parents love you and the, um, you know, and the rest of the staff really supports you. It's like, you're putting us in this hard spot. And I'm like, I just, I have to do what I believe is right by the kids. And I'm like, you know what, you know, naively at the time, I'm like, I'm going to go into administration and that's where I'm going to fix it all. You go through that administrative process and I'm like, you know what, I don't see this really truly being about the young people. There's a lot more, you know, layers to this and there should be the politics that are involved. And, you know, so um, I just, I, I was uncomfortable with how the system was. And I always want to make sure that I uh, separate that. I still love public school teachers and administrators. So many of them, right. There are so many good yeah. ones there. And like, I really, they're phenomenal people. Oh, there's bad ones too, of course. For sure. There's bad anything, but there's so many good ones. They truly want to do right by the students. Like I love, love, love and support them, but I could not, I did not love the system anymore. And I couldn't support the system, my own integrity. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and say, Hey, I'm really helping when I thought I was in a system that was actually hurting. Um, so, you know, left that to go into private, uh, privatized K through 12, just assuming, Hey, we're, uh, you know, that's where there's no rules, man. So of course we can do right by the kids and, you know, start to see some of this conventional, uh, stuff still play out there, you know, and, and mimicking what's going on in the public schools. And, and, you know, maybe you don't have the unions driving thing, but you still have some school boards and you still have some influential parents that, you know, maybe are influential in the wrong ways. And so you start to see a lot of the same, uh, just systemic issues. Again, some wonderful people, wonderful humans, mm -hmm. systemic issues. And I don't feel bad about calling that out. The system has no soul, you know? And so as I, uh, you know, started diving into, you know, leaders, trailblazers before us, like John Taylor Gatto and Ivan Illich, and, you know, so many of them that paved the way for really what I believe Actum is doing now too. And Maria Montessori, you know, I just went, man, okay, I can't. I can't. So I got to figure something else out and I got to figure it out quick because now I've got kids and yeah. they're Wait, coming and up to school age. Right. Be, it's that. Yeah. So before you go into that, cause I, I absolutely yeah. want to hear that, but give us like, just to paint the audience into the picture. Like, can you give mm. us a couple of key examples in public and private that you, where you were just like, no, I can't do this. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, some of the, um, some of the clearest, and this is, I mean, it almost seems like an extreme example, but it's a real, it's a real deal. You know, I'm working with young men um, who are 12, 13, 14, um, and, you know, they're going home and they're being approached by their parents who are in gangs, right? And their parents and their older siblings are in gangs. And it's like, hey, you know, when you get home, you need to get on the porch and you need to sling this and you need to sell that. And you need to, and, and I'm like, hey, man, all right, let's, let's have real education. Let's figure out how we can get you out of this situation what can we do what how can we capitalize on your abilities and skills and passions because you're a good kid who's being led down a wrong place and then i'm brought in later and it's like hey no right now you need to get that person up to uh you know you need to get them teaching you need to teach them algebra like they're gonna be we're gonna get funding based on test scores and uh you know we've got a group of kids that aren't doing really well and actually you know what when the test comes around we may actually disenroll some students so ah, they don't okay. count in our testing right like there's just so many of these little things to play the game to get the money to show the right numbers to show 
to you know the facade we're literally sacrificing uh, young people in order to do that. And that's some of the more extreme examples, but it's, they're prevalent. That's a great you know? one. And I, yeah. just, I can't, and I just, I just can't do that. And the same thing on, you know, on the private side, you see some influential families who uh, have, you know, they're influential because of the amount of money they donate or because of the people they know. And so then they're able to call the shots on some things when they're young, you know, their young person is being led um, poorly and is showing poor character, but there's no retribution there. There's no way we can address that because dad is so-and-so, you know, dad is, is, is a, is a famous individual. So, and I just, that doesn't sit right with me either. Um, you know, integrity matters. So yeah, I was just going to say that sounds like you're very integrity driven and that was just not bringing your integrity belt. Yeah. That's it. I got to look at myself in the mirror and, and that's it. It's I'm fully okay with somebody else being upset at me and not, um, you know, thinking the world of me. And, and I'm, I'm fine with that because I think the majority of people that know me know where my heart is. Most importantly, I know where my heart is. And if I'm living true to that, man, I'm, I'm solid. Got you. Okay. Thank you. So, all right. Yes, so ma'am. now you've got kid. you've got kids. Tell us how many kids you have. I've got three of my oh. own. Yeah, it's the nice. best. Yeah, <laughs> got the best. So 10, 10, 8, and 5 currently. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So they came along so, and you were like, okay, now yep. it's game on. Like for sure, I can't take this totally. monkey business, right? Totally. Okay. My oldest, yeah, my oldest, she, you know, she was getting to the point where she was, she was coming in, you know, she would have been coming into the school that I was an administrator at. It was a private school at that point, And I was the administrator there. And, you know, again, phenomenal people, phenomenal teachers, loved everything about it. But it was that conventional system where at that point, you know, I was lucky enough to, again, not only was I, um, reading some of these trailblazers and seeing the disconnect, I'd also started speaking uh, and really had no intention of developing a you know a speaking career, so to speak. But I had started getting uh, offers from from organizations and and big organizations and good organizations, and then they're bringing me in and they're wanting to kind of test the waters with their young people. But what I started hearing over and over and over again was, oh my gosh, these college grads and they're awful. Oh my gosh, these kids are well schooled, but the it's not mapping out to them being able to do anything in the real world, you know? And so I'm seeing this and I'm getting to dive into why those things are happening. So there were just more and more of these things that were really solidifying for me that conventional education, you know, maybe it served its time, it served its purpose at some point. But right now, I just, I don't believe that's what is doing right by the young heroes. And now I've got, you know, at that time, she's five. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to do something else for her. And that's where Acton Placer, you know, started. I was lucky enough to come upon, um, you know, finding out what Acton was and went, yeah, this is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been talking about for the last few years. Yeah. Like, this is it. I'm glad other people see this, you know? And so that's, that's what kicked it off. Definitely. I was exactly the same. Like I sat yeah. down and talked to Juan Boniface at a dinner yes. and within yes. 20 minutes, I was like this, that, yeah, this, Done. this, this Done. is what I want right now. No you know? doubt. And to yeah, be no doubt. like, to be fair, that's credit to what Acton is doing. Um, because, you know, in Juan's own words, uh, in a conversation I had with him, you know, not that long ago, and a few other owners he said, we're reseeding humanity, right? So that's to Acton's credit that that's the thing. And at it's also to Juan's credit because that man is just amazing. He's just a he he's sure just is. a genius and just a beautiful human being. So, yeah, credit to credit to both. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but the kids, the kids will get you fired up, man. They'll they'll make you. That's your why. That's your reason. That's like, your why, you'll, definitely. You know, you'll push yeah. through. You know, and I'm sure you've had other owners that have reached out to you over the years, right? And especially new owners coming in, and that's where I really. I try to get back to the, you know, I wish I could get back even more to the network that is, that is, uh, I feel like I've been, um, you know, so, so blessed by. Um, and that's one area that I think, you know, I hope I've been able to give new owners kind of uh, light and inspiration and trying to help them. And I always bring them back to that why, especially when they have their own kids, because you know, it's hard. This is hard. Like running and acting is hard. Um, and it's so much harder than people realize but i always tell you know these owners it's like having your own kids it's so much harder before you have a kid you know exactly how to parent you're the parenting <laughs> pro of the planet right. and then you have your kids and you're like oh my gosh i know nothing i'm <laughs> like i'm blowing it every day it's so much harder than i thought but oh my gosh it is so much better than i could have realized you know and i think running an acting is that way so if i can give new owners that perspective going in like it's just like having another kid but it's worth it. Go, you know, then, then hopefully I can help in that regard. So. Well, you definitely do. You're, you're a big, uh, you're kind of the, I'm not going to call you the heart of accident, but you're more of like me, like the liver, like you're like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'll take it. I'll like take you it. Keep us, like really, I don't know. It goes back to, I think your integrity and your energy and your, and your vocalness. And like, I think, yeah, you're extremely, extremely inspiring to, to all of us. I appreciate, so I you. appreciate that very, I appreciate it very much. Cause I know that's, you know, that's I not always everybody. I think Juan's the heart, Juan's the heart. Dude, Juan, I will, <laughs> dude, I will, I will go with that 10 times out of 10 between him and, and Laura, like, yes, Laura. Uh, you know, yeah, the two of them, sure. like, yes, it's just, yes. just yeah. the best people in this network. And even like, I just pinch myself that I even get to be a part of it. And I know even with that, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and man, that's okay. Like whatever, if I can just help somebody, yeah, let's roll, man. Right, Cause yeah. I think what we're doing is powerful. So yeah, thank you for that. I'll be yeah. the liver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Spanish phrase. Um, so let's say you are that parent who like we all were, where you're yeah. feeling this like disillusionment and you're, you're like, this, what, what's going on? Like, I'm not really sure my child is going to be prepared for the future. I don't like mm. what's happening now. Like my son was coming home, but just like listless and bored and exhausted. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I want you to love, yeah. you've always loved learning. And now you're coming home from school and you, it's like, you're falling apart, you know? And so I said like, pull on, like, we can't do this. Exactly. I wanted to re-spark the curiosity and everything. So if you're a parent yeah. who is like frustrated, but you know, you work full time and you've got to do the dishes and the laundry and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, I cannot handle like changing my entire world right now. What would be yeah. kind of your advice to that regular parent who is frustrated yeah. and disillusioned and wants yeah, to do something it's such, different? It's so hard because I mean, again, we're parents, right? So we get it. Like we get like, Oh my gosh, disrupting everything. Right. Um, and this is where I start to make people upset is because I go, I don't care. You need to do it right. Like you need, if you're having those thoughts, you know, and this is, again, I had to learn this the hard. So I'm not saying anything that I, I didn't do. I was learning this the hard way, going to work every day and having these thoughts of, Oh my gosh, I am not really doing right by these young people. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to be doing right by my own children. It was not easy to then go, Oh, okay. Well, then for the next five years, here's what I'll do. 
Um, I'll travel the world and never be home because I've got to try to do one job to support my family. And then when I am home, I'm going to launch a school so that my kids can go to a place that I believe in. Like there's nothing easy about that. And, and I joke about, I joke about it now, but the reality is I'm going on probably close to six years without having a single full day off where I didn't do any work associated with what we're building. Right. Like that is the one thing, you know, that's, I'll take the liver, uh, you know, <laughs> metaphor any day because I, it's not that I'm not, a, I mean, maybe I am a psychopath. I, I, I will outwork everybody in this network because I believe so wholeheartedly in the mission that I want for my kids first and then these young people. Right. So I would tell parents, listen to that, listen to that inner voice. That's telling you that don't, don't buy into the, mm, well, you know what? I went to, I went to conventional school. I turned out fine. I hate that argument. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't want fine for my kids. I want, them to be able to create a magical world for themselves, right? And to live this amazing story. I don't want fine. And I would argue that anybody, and I came out of public school too, and, you know, I turn out fine, but I can tell you all the ways that um, I, you know, maybe, maybe I turned out fine in spite of, not because of, um, you know, the, we get sucked into, into making decisions and parenting based on uh, obviously if it's going to be too hard or not. And what do other people think? What would my mom think if I make the decision for my kids? What would my next door neighbor think if I make this decision for my kids? Right. And we don't audit our young people. We audit everybody else around us. Who's going to yeah. judge our decisions for that. And I think that is a place that ultimately leads to regret, right? If I need the Harvard bumper sticker on my car to show everybody else, I was a good parent. I think that leads to regret. Um, and so, you know, I, I always tell parents, listen to that and take the short-term hard choice for the long-term benefit of the young hero you are charged with raising. Um, I, so, I, you know, I just, I say, suck it up, but I'm glad to help. Right. Suck it up. But let, how can we help? Suck yeah. It, and, and suck yeah, it up, but you're an example. Like you're doing it. Suck it up. But here, here we go. And you don't have to start a school to do it. Great. You're working full-time. I understand. We just hosted last week. Um, there was a, there's a massive push to pull out of, you know, public schools, uh, mm -hmm. particularly here and where I am in California. Um, you know, and we had, uh, almost 200 people that I just came and opened up our building at, you know, from like seven to 10 PM out here on a random weeknight and just had all these families come in and they all said, look, we want to pull, but we don't know what to do next is acting an option? I'm like, no, it's not because we have a longer vetting process. We're full. Um, so that's not, but how can I still help you? Can I help you form pods to work together? Can I help you figure out your scheduling for your family so that your hero can still homeschool? Can we figure out, wait, like there are people who are willing to help, not sell you anything, just help mm -hmm. you with that. Um, and so reach out to those people and work through ideas. There are answers. Um, and everybody's a little different, but there's answers, man. Um, but people give themselves excuses and give themselves out and it's to the detriment of their, of their kids. Yeah. I love that you said that. It's like, it makes me think. And a lot of times I've had to draw on this is, um, is Brene Brown's book, mm. Braving the Wilderness mm -hmm. saying like, you have to be willing to stand up alone yep. in the wilderness and say, yep. I'm going to do something different and risk belonging. And sometimes it is your mom 
sometimes it is your sister, your neighbor, you know, that's like, why, what are you doing? that's so weird that you're doing that with school. Like what's wrong with your kid? Like, what about prom? Like, what about, you know? And so that, um, of course, like I think every Acton owner and family and anyone who's made a a radically different educational choice for their kids has had to brave that wilderness. Mm, So true. You know? And so, So yeah. And tell me personally, you're telling me this, that you don't have days off and that you work so hard and you travel and you also are willing to help people really late at night. How do you sustain that level of, um, of performance over time? Do you, feel, you don't feel, you feel like burned out? It's a lot of coffee. Um, I'll tell you <laughs> the, uh, so I'll tell you the part that burned, that burns me out the most is the travel. Like that, that is for sure. The part of the planes, um, be, you know, that, 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 beats me up in the different time zones and then coming right back and, and of having, you know, three, four or five days in three, four or five different States, then coming back and going straight to work here. Like that was tough. So I, I, I did, um, work on a way to be able to make sure that I didn't have to tra- travel as much. I've been able to slow that down. Um, you know, and, and then it's a multitude of different things. It's definitely not me in a, in a site. I mean, I'm, I'm this, you know, I'm on a mission on this. I feel like this is my God given mission to, to help as many people as I can in this regard. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I've got to, you know, I know a whole lot about a few things and I just stay right there. Everything else I'm, I'm useless. So I, I want to stay where I'm useful. Um, but it's, it's surrounding yourself with the right folks too. You know, it's, um, first and foremost, none of this would work with my wife. Didn't, if she wasn't on board. Right. And so yeah. her, and what she took on as far as working with the kids and do like, and, and things around our home, like that was huge. Having such a supportive partner, massively, uh, you know, helpful. The team here that I have at my campuses, they're so bought into the mission of what we are doing here. Like that's, you know, like I can literally leave and be gone for a couple of days working on other things and know that everything is going to be fine. They'll still come to me with issues and things like, Hey, here's a fire to put out. And you're going to the one that's got to put out, of course, but they're so good. You know, they're so good. And they're so determined to, to see this mission take off and to empower these young heroes. So, um, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, is exponentially needed in that kind of thing. Excellent. Thank you. Um, and tell us about your, about your, you have a new program, right? Apogee. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Tell Apogee. me, tell us about that. Yeah. That's, um, another just kind of labor of love, you know, um, uh, the, the short story of it is just, you know, I grew up as, as kind of this, as a martial artist and that was a big part of my life. And, um, you know, I'm very much, uh, in love and enamored by the traditions that many cultures have had of, um, kind of that transition to the next level, right? Like the, you, in martial arts, you're, you know, you're shooting to be that black belt. When you get to be that black belt, you're, you know, you're in this leadership position, but you know that you're ultimately back at the bottom. It's this never ending quest to get better. Um, And I'm really always fascinated with how that's played out culturally um, from men to young men, you know, and kind of that old Spartan agogi sort of thing. And the young men go through these trials and then the, older men, you know, will bring them along and declare them. Now you are a man and they bring them into this tribe. Like I'm fascinated by that. And I think that we've done our young men a disservice by really eliminating kind of those rites of passage in our country. And this isn't to discount, 
the rites of passage for women. I'm just not mm -hmm. a woman. I'm a man. Yeah. And so I understand. Yeah. Right. So, um, so for me, it was like, Ooh, gosh, I really would love to develop something that kind of has those rites of passage and, um, found a, a, another gentleman that I, you know, I think is a high integrity individual. It was, you know, it's a pretty well-known guy and just said, Hey, what if we put together something that just allows for kind of these rites of passage and really pushes these young men to be, leaders of of others you know and really high character high integrity you know strong work ethic sort of guys and so you know we're still you know we're nine eight months in nine months in and we're still figuring out where we want to go with it i mean i think it's a phenomenal program but we see like ooh, okay we kind of want to expand here you know so um we're kind of seeing where that goes but it's a it's a really cool program of good men pouring into young men i love that that reminds me that's kind of why um I think it, it was either Blake Bowles or Aaron Eden that that helped me rethink about the words traditional and conventional. And so I've mm. changed saying instead of traditional, I say conventional about modern schooling because yep. traditional is more like the old, old, like indigenous times where the men yeah. taught the boy, like, come on, yeah. we're going fishing. Yeah. You know, this is how you cut the fish. This is how you throw the thing. This is how yes. you read the clouds, right? It's like, taking the men out. And then the women, of course, were doing the same thing. Like, this is how you beat the laundry on the rock. And this is how you take care of the baby. And this is how you find the tubers. Yeah. You know, I'm an anthropologist. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So it sounds really similar to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a great delineation too on, on traditional, because, you know, when people come back, ah, God, this is a, you know, acting is a really uh, unconventional way to do school. I'm like, yep, it is. It's really non-traditional. I'm like, well, actually, no, this is, it's actually very traditional mm -hmm. in the way we do it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really how learning has always looked, you know, really this, the conventional schooling that you see in public school and many of our private schools, that's really kind of this new hundred year or so experiment and it's not turning out well. So yeah, it's like a factory back to the roots of human of humanity, you know, so to speak on right. that. So yeah, I love, I love that. Delineation. Yeah. So tell me about that program. Is it, is it all in person? Does it have to be in person? I wish, I wish it was, but the benefit of it not being in person is that we've got young men from all over the world. We have young men in Dubai and India and Africa and Canada and Germany and Sweden. And, you know, of course here in the U S and nice. um, we got young men from all over the place. So um, the way we have it mapped out right now, it's a, a year long program uh, every month. You've got a different project that you take on. You've got a different challenge that you take on. A lot of these are service-based, but a lot of these are also just challenging the individual um, to kind of go against the grain in society and do some things that would be kind of considered tough, you know, um, and and inconvenient um, sometimes. Nice. So yeah. um, you got a project, you have a challenge, you have 20 workouts that we give you for the month. Uh, and then you have a specific reading that you take on for that month. And then what we do is every Friday, so we'll start a new squad every month. So one group started in January, they got to February and they started taking on the month two project challenge book workouts and a new squad came in to do month one. Right. And then they move along. And so then you got a squad doing month one, month two, month three. Right. And so now we've got, you know, eight squads and um, all at different parts of the program, pushing themselves through every Friday, all the young men come together. We do it virtually. Um, and we'll come together for three hours. If you can't make that call, we record it. We send it out to everybody afterwards. Um, but for those three hours in the morning, for the first hour of it, we'll have a guest mentor come on. And so that guest mentor, um, we've had, you know, professional athletes, we've had actors, we've had CEOs, um, you know, this upcoming 
Friday. Who do we have this Friday? We, this Friday, we have Jeff Hoffman, who is the uh, founder and CEO of Priceline.com, fastest company to a billion dollar valuation ever, right? Business advisor to the White House, Emmy award-winning producer, like he's a brilliant human being. He's going to come on for an hour, share a little bit about his story, and then just take any and every question from these young men wow. who you know, normally it's 50 grand to have Jeff Hoffman talked for an hour. And he's just given his time for these young guys to pick his brain. Like it's ridiculous. We'll have military leaders. We've had a bunch of Navy SEALs. We've had, you know, like, and these young men are just getting to be, um, just have all this wisdom just thrown at them by, by these guys who've come before him. And then we take the next couple hours of that conversation. We'll go through and have a Socratic conversation about something that's going on in the world. We'll dive into what they've highlighted in their various readings and take on, you know, and, and highlight, um, progress they've made, challenges they've had, victories they've had, and, you know, just kind of camaraderie for those few hours. So it's amazing, man. That's so cool. And so this is additional to school. It's not, doesn't take the place of school. Yeah. It depends on who it is. For some of them, it's part of their homeschool program. Some of them are right, nice. students and so uh -huh. they incorporate into their goals. And then some it's on, you know, outside of school and then some are working full-time. We have 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old young men who are working full-time, but doing this too. So nice. And tell me the age range and the price. Yeah. So right now we've got young men as, as young as 12 and we have some as old as I think 22, 23 um, nice. and everywhere nice in between. And so uh, guys are either doing a thousand dollars up front for the whole year or they're doing a hundred dollars a month over the 12 months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. So, yeah. Super and cool. the money goes back into Scott, like Tim and I don't take money from it. That money goes back into uh, goes back into them or goes back into heroes at an acting campus and help scholarship kids. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it's not anything that we take money from. Wow. Wow, Matt. That's, that's incredible. Fun. So let's shift a little bit and talk about what do you said? Like all these California parents are wanting out of the system and they're looking towards something different. What is your kind of prediction of what is going to happen in K through 12 coming mm -hmm. up here with all the change happening in the world, including COVID and technology and everything? Yeah. Um, I mean, geez, you don't have to be right. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I can assure you, I can assure you I will be wrong in many regards. <laughs> I, I, I always, I always am. But the one thing I will say is I will course correct when I see that I'm wrong. Um, there are some areas in K through 12 that I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am, especially when it comes to California. Um, I think we're going to have, we're going to continue to have more and more parents who are you know, pulling out. And I think that in and of itself is a, is a good thing. Um, that trend I think is going to continue. I think for those that stay, you know, we're going to see parents continue to, there's a lot of parents that are fighting, um, going to school board meetings and they're fighting a number of things they are fighting, you know, some are fighting against the, the particular mask mandates. Some are fighting against, um, things that are coming down from a, a medical standpoint that California is really taking the lead on saying, Hey, no exact exemptions and everybody's got to get certain medical procedures. Um, some are fighting against um, specific uh, curriculum initiatives. You know, they're fighting a number of areas. Um, unfortunately, I think they're fighting causes that they're fighting in the wrong spots. They're going to principals, they're going to school boards, they're going to people who don't ultimately make the decision. I don't have a lot of faith in our unions here. Um, so I think they're going to continue to drive California parents nuts. Uh, they're going to, you know, uh, but with that, you are going to see more and more uh, pull out, but you're going to see more and more government oversight, I think, in K through 12 here in California, which ultimately spreads everywhere. And I don't think that's a good thing. 
um, I think we're going to have more and more government stepping in. Um, unfortunately, that's what I see in the future. I wish that was, I wish I had better thoughts on that, but I don't. And for those children leave those families leaving, where, yeah. where are they going to go? Because private, you know, a lot of times private yeah. school is prohibitively expensive. Uh, it, it is a lot. A lot of times private schools are expensive and a lot of times private schools will follow the lead of the public schools, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, what I've seen a lot of parents do in California is leave. <laughs> Honestly, oh, you know, we have, so, there's a mass exodus out of California. Um, you know, so I'm hoping things don't get to a federal level where people go to another state and it doesn't end up mattering, but I think ultimately a lot of people are going to leave California. Um, but I think we're going to see the rise of a lot of the pot, you know, kind of these homeschool pods, mm-hmm. um, are going to be kind of the interim that I think a lot of people are waiting to see how things map out. Like they're going, Hey, let's make these short, a short-term solution is these homeschool pods will band together and kind of organize our schedules so that one parent can come in one parent. But I, I also think parents are going to get frustrated with not understanding how to actually make that fully functional and beneficial. Um, and so you'll have more and more parents leave and you'll unfortunately have more and more parents just go, Oh, that didn't work. Fine. Fine. Then I'll do what this, what K through 12 is telling me to do. Um, and those are the parents that, you know, my heart breaks for, because you don't have to do that. Um, but I think so many will, it's a, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be, it's going to be worse before it gets better. Um, my hope with our actins is that we can continue to expand in a way that ultimately, um, really drives the cost of our campuses so dang low, or at least some of them so dang low that parents then are like, of course I'll go. Um, you know, that's really the the goal for us is to really drive that down, to give them yeah. that option to get out. For sure. For sure. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing talking to you. Um, my final question always is if you could create a metaphor for, I think we, humans really understand, sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around this, right? So yeah. I think metaphor is a really good way to kind of kind of explain it. So if you could compare conventional schooling and what you're doing with Acton in a metaphor, what would that be? Oh my goodness. Conventional schooling with what we're doing at Acton. Again, this is, I've used kind of this I've used kind of this analogy before and it's gotten me in, in trouble, especially with my friends who are still in public schools. Um, That's okay. But the, is which is fine. Yeah. I so I'm not saying I don't say it. I, I say know, it. I know. Uh, um, but you say it louder, right? Uh, yeah, I really do. Unfortunately for better, for worse, but I, love I, it. I think, I think parents, and I know I use this analogy and it's a harsh one, but I think they have to understand honestly how closely, related this is if you're going you know Acton is to conventional school as freedom is to san quentin state prison wow i i truly don't think i'm over i i I understand prison's a horrible i understand it more than most that's where my father you know spent his entire career all of his friends i understand the ins and outs of prison how ugly it is so i know that schools aren't as dire straits as I get it. But if we're talking the comparison and how far away those are, and then really thinking what will a person in these two systems look like in the future, somebody who has freedom versus somebody who has been imprisoned. And then that person gets let out of prison. 
what does the future look like for that person? What is that person? That person has been in prison for 12 years. What does his or her mindset look like at the end of those 12 years? How broken is that person? How dysfunctional, how out of tune with the way the world is actually working? Um, that's why I think it is so strong because again, when you come out of those 12 years of tradition of conventional schooling, I think you are that detached from the way the world actually works and what things actually matter. And I think you have a mindset that is almost impossible to overcome versus the person who is actually paying attention to the way the world really is. And I think that is how important it is. We pull our kids out of that and find something. If it's not acting something that is similar to that's how important I think it is. Wow. Boom. That's, that's strong. That's very strong. Thank you for extending that into and explaining it a little bit more. And, uh, I have to say that I agree. So, well, great. It was so good to connect with you and talk to you. It's great to have your voice on here. And, uh, and I'm sure that parents are learning and educators are learning a lot from you, um, in the audience. So I really appreciate it, Matt. It is. It is anytime. It is my pleasure. It's always fun to chat with you no matter what. I appreciate everything that you're doing too. And um, you just being a light and being a part of this network and, and, you know, your voice as well. It's just, it's so important. So, so grateful for you, my friend. Appreciate it. Well, Matt, you, I hope get enough sleep and don't get burned out with all your big schedule. <laughs> okay. Set some boundaries. Say no. <laughs> no, doubt. Anyways, no doubt. Awesome. Awesome talking to you. Thanks for being so inspiring. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, Keep following the hero's journey on this acting thing. Thanks, Shannon. All right. Take care, Matt. Thanks for listening to the New Schools Podcast. Tell a friend. Previous episodes and show notes, including any books or websites our guests recommend, can be found at thenewschools.com. If you're a parent who is looking for a new school for your family, send us a message. We would love to help. We can answer questions, share the resources we have, and help you get in touch with people in your area who are on the same path, determined to provide their kids with the best education. It's wildly important work. Thank you for doing it. And we'll see you next time.